Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to get to on today's show. All right, everybody, the day is finally here. Last night, the Islanders announcing that they have signed. Goaltender Ilya Sorokin to an entry-level contract, and that means that he is now officially, finally, a member of the New York Islanders. The wait is over, and Sorokin will be able to practice with the team for the rest of this year, but will not be able to play in the playoffs. A contract, an entry-level deal is worth a maximum of $925,000 officially. The question becomes now signing him for next season, but Sorokin can head over here and practice with the team, start acclimating himself to life in North America, and learn about his teammates adjust to living here in the United States, uh, speaking English, and to the different size rink here in the NHL as compared to European size rinks, which are wider. For a goalie, that changes the shooting angles and all of that. But at the end of the day, very, very good news for the New York Islanders and their fans because Sorokin, is considered by most scouts and experts to be the best goaltender in the world who is not already in the National Hockey League. So Sorokin will not make an impact this year on the ice for the Islanders, but his being here could speed up the process for him contributing next season, and he's here He is officially an Islander, and that is a big relief for all Islanders fans. So, exhale, everybody. The New York Islanders have just signed the best goalie in the world who is not in the National Hockey League, and this could be a real difference maker for the New York Islanders going forward. The Ilya Sorokin era has officially begun. Everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to get to on today's show. Training camp opened officially. Islanders back at work as they are preparing for their upcoming play-in playoff round 
against the Florida Panthers. We'll have the latest updates from the Islanders practice facility, uh, along with a little bit of talk about uh, how this team is going to look once the uh, playoffs resume. We'll talk a little bit about possible line combinations and some of the choices that Barry Trotz has to make. We will also have some, we have some news about the Florida Panthers and what's going on with the Islanders opponent in round one. And of course, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Now, if there's something on your mind that's Islanders related, please feel free to send us an email with your question, your topic, uh, whatever it is that you want us to discuss the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air as we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles is the Twitter handle. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And as always... We'll keep you updated on the very latest happenings and news surrounding the New York Islanders. So, a lot going on right now. And the the big news is that the Islanders were back on the ice yesterday. First official day of the reopening of formal training camps. And, well, look, let's let's get started with this. Uh, the Islanders have their official training camp roster and made that announcement. So let's go over that first and foremost. Um, each team allowed to have 30 players. So for the Islanders, the forwards, Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzal, Anthony Bavillier, Kiefer Bellows, Derek Brassard, Casey Sezikis, back healthy and practicing, Michael Dalcol, Jordan Eberle, Ross Johnston, Otto Koivula, Leo Kamarov, Tom Kunakel, Andrew Ladd, Anders Lee, Matt Martin, Brock Nelson, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and Oliver Wallstrom. Those are the forwards taking part in the Islanders training camp. Defensemen, Sebastian Ajo, Johnny Boychuk, Noah Dobson, Andy Green, Thomas Hickey, Grant Hutton, Scott Letty, uh, Nick Letty, Scott Mayfield, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, and Devon Tays. And four goalies are presently at the Islanders training camp. That's Christopher Gibson, Tomas Grice, Jakob Skarik, and Simeon Varlamov. And yes, this is in alphabetical order. Obviously, no news yet on Ilya Sorokin as to when and if he will be joining the team. The Islanders do have until Wednesday uh, to try to sign him, so we'll keep you up to date. Check our Twitter feed, check everything else, and we'll let you know whether or not uh, Sorokin will be joining that list of Islanders at practice. So there is the roster for the Islanders uh, for training camp right now, and that is definitely a positive thing. Meanwhile, the big news coming out of day one of training camp, Adam Pellick and Casey Sezikis both back on the ice, 
and skating with the team. Here's what Sezikis said uh, yesterday in a Zoom call with reporters. He said, I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. I know Pelly has too. It's been almost six months since I've been skating with the guys, so to be out there was fun, battling with them and just getting started. Sezikis continued, the leg is doing well. It had a lot of time to make sure that everything was well with it. I had that extra time, which helped me uh, a lot to get that strength back and get that power back. Pelic also uh, back out there and uh, feeling good. He said, I have a lot of people to thank in terms of our training staff for dedicating some time away from their families to help me get ready. It's been a lot of hard work from a lot of people. We're just over six months, and that was my original timeline. So I've been feeling good for a couple of months, and I feel 100% on the ice, which is great. So, look, you got Pelic back, Sezikis back, Johnny Boychuk is back, Cal Clutterbuck is back, and the Islanders are getting ready for that opening round playoff uh, play-in round with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Barry Trott said, I think both of these guys will be just fine. I don't see any drop-off. They're both excited. They really missed the time they did miss when they had their injuries. I expect that both of them will have a big impact like they usually do. And, you know, overall, Trott saying that the players looked quote-unquote normal. They looked like they played an 82-game schedule right through, so I was really happy with them. You talk about people who looked fresh and excited. Both of those guys were probably leading the pack, talking about uh, Pelik and Sezikis, uh, when it comes to the excitement that they have on the ice. So the really good news, the Islanders back on the ice, back at it, ready to play, and that is really good news, and, and hopefully, you know, look, no Islanders opted out. I know that Lou Lamorello said he didn't expect any Islander players to opt out of the playoffs. So far, no news that any of them have, and that is also a positive thing for this Islander team as they get ready and head toward the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Meanwhile, there is some news that uh, I guess you could file under the only this year kind of uh, uh, situation. The NHL has made a call to fans to submit video cheers for the playoffs. So the NHL, according to ESPN's Greg Wyshynski, is asking fans to record 30-second video clips of them cheering for their favorite teams and players. And the clips will be shown on the scoreboard inside the empty arenas in Toronto and Edmonton during the playoffs when no fans will be allowed in the building. And they'll also be shown on television broadcasts and social media outlets. And yes, the emails went out to season ticket holders of a a number of teams Uh, including the Florida Panthers, the Islanders' uh, opponent. Uh, There were some generic cheers like, let's go, and clapping, and we want the cup, and then some team-specific cheers 
Uh, for the first three seconds, according to Wyshynski, uh, you should pretend that you are anticipating a goal and then explode into your celebrations. And, you know, some fans were asked to give team-specific cheers, like uh, Bruins fans were asked to do their Tuke cheer for Tuka Rask when he makes a big save. And they're going to integrate that into the broadcast. So, yeah, only during this crazy time, this COVID-19 pandemic, are you going to see the NHL asking for that. But you know what? Why not? I think it's a good thing. It'll enhance the uh, broadcasts. And I think it'll be good. Fans can see themselves on television celebrating a goal that they didn't even know was really going to happen. But I think it's kind of a a nice little touch by the National Hockey League. The league also announced, by the way, uh, a total of 43 positive COVID-19 tests during Phase 2, which was the voluntary workout phase. That announcement coming yesterday. Uh, 600 players voluntarily reported to team facilities. 30 of them tested positive in a total of 4,932 tests that were administered. Also, 13 players who did not report to team facilities for Phase 2 also tested positive. So overall, 43 positive tests by the uh, four NHL players during Phase 2. But you know what? Uh, At the end of the day, you'll see some of these players getting past their illnesses and getting ready to return to play. Hopefully, again, the key is going to be uh, not having these cases going forward that spread throughout a team's locker room. And one example for uh, of a player who had tested positive and is now fit to play, Austin Matthews, for example, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, so there is that going on. Also, the Florida Panthers made an announcement. One of their assistant coaches, a former NHL player, uh, Mike Kitchen, who played for uh, the Colorado Rockies, the Devils, uh, and a few other teams during his NHL career, uh, he has opted out of this year's playoffs. So Mike Kitchen, a longtime assistant coach, uh, part of Joel Quenville's staff, he has said, no, not going to play uh, or not going to coach this year. And, you know, difficult decision, Kitchen said, but he's doing what he feels is best for his family. So that is uh, where my kitchen is. And, and again, the Panthers will have to face the Islanders without Kitchen on their coaching staff. All right. Today's Islanders birthday of the day is a player the Islanders uh, had on their team between 2014, 2015, and 2017, 2018. I'm talking about winger Nikolai Kuleman, the native of Russia, originally a second round pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs back in 2006, joined the Leafs after playing in Russia Uh, for three seasons, joined the Leafs in 2008-2009, came over to the Islanders, as I mentioned, in 2014-2015, spent four seasons 
with the Islanders. His most productive offensive season was his first on the island, 15 goals and 31 points in 82 games. First three seasons, he was very steady and in the lineup, 82 games, 81 games the following season, and then 72 games in 2016-2017. His last season with the Islanders in 2017-2018 limited to just 13 games due to injury. By the way, Kuhleman still active, uh, spending the last two seasons uh, playing back home in the KHL uh, for... Uh, his team in his hometown back in Russia. So looking back at one of his best games with the Islanders, we take you to January 19th, 2015 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders taking on the Philadelphia Flyers in this one. Rob Zepp gets uh, the start in goal for the Flyers, and Ray Emery would later come into that game as well. Meanwhile, Yaroslav Halak got the start for the Islanders. Islanders scoring quickly and drawing first blood. Michael Grabner, his fourth from Nikolai Kuleman and Johnny Boychuk at 132. And the Islanders quickly had a one to nothing advantage. Then Kuleman adds a goal to his total at 806 of the first period. That was his 10th of the year. Johnny Boychuk and Michael Grabner with the helpers. After 20 minutes, it was 2-0 Islanders, and the birthday boy of today at least had a goal and an assist already. In the second period, Brock Nelson went off for holding, but the Islanders struck with a shorthanded goal by birthday boy Nikolai Kuleman, his 11th unassisted at 4:53. Islanders had a 3-0 advantage over the Flyers, but Former Islander Mark Streit got Philadelphia on the board with Casey Sezikis off for high sticking. Streit with a power play goal, his seventh from Braden Shen and Jakob, uh, Jakob Voracek at 9.07. And the Flyers were back in it. It was a 3-1 hockey game. But a few minutes later, Josh Bailey got the Islanders back their three-goal lead, his eighth. From Nick Letty and Ryan Strom at 11.49, Islanders 4, Flyers 1. Flyers again close to within two goals late in the second period as ex-Ranger Michael Delzato got his third of the year from Voracek and Shen, Braden Shen, at 15.12. But late in the second period, Voracek headed off for hooking and with eight seconds left on the clock, John Tavares got a power play goal from Franz Nielsen at 19.52. And at the end of two periods of play, the Islanders had a 5-2 lead. The Flyers closed the gap early in the third period. Claude Giroux, his 15th from Zach Ronaldo at 49 seconds. That again made it a two-goal hockey game at 5-3. But Nick Letty got his seventh goal from John Tavares and Kyle Oposo at 545. Then Chris Vandeveld got his fifth uh, from Luke Shen at 1736. Flyers pulled their goalie, but Anders Lee getting an empty netter at 1857, unassisted his 13th of the year. Final score in this one, Islanders 7, Flyers 
four for the Islanders. The birthday boy today, Nikolai Kuhleman, leading the way with two goals and an assist. Kuhleman a plus three in this game. Other multiple-point Islanders, two assists for Johnny Boychuk, Michael Grabner, Nick Letty, uh, and John Tavares, each with a goal and an assist. Johnny Boychuk and Nick Letty, both plus fours to pace the Islanders, while with shots on goal, John Tavares had six shots to lead the Islanders, followed by Travis Hamanick with five in goal, Yaroslav Halak, 25 saves to earn the victory. And the Islanders skate away at the Coliseum with a 7-4 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. So this game meant to celebrate the birthday of Nikolai Kuleman. He is, believe it or not, 34 years old today. So happy birthday, Nikolai Kuleman. And that is our Islanders' birthday of the day. One other quote I wanted to mention, uh, Anders Lee after practice. Uh, it's exciting to be back with the boys and back on the ice. There's definitely a different side of it mentally. It's July 13th. It's the middle of the summer. But once we get back out there, you kind of fall back into old routines and old feelings. And I think that is going to be the case as long as things stay relatively safe out there. And that is, yeah, it'll feel a little strange. I, I mean, so many years, you know, the Islanders, after the draft, very end of June, beginning of July, they would have their rookie camp, and I would cover that, and, and it really was strange seeing hockey in the, you know, you, you walk outside, it's 88 degrees, and then you go inside to, uh, the practice facility, and it's freezing, and you're watching guys play hockey, but you do get used to it, and I think it is overall, uh, you know, after a few days of practice, I think the players will be back into the swing of things and ready to go, so, you know, the whole key is going to be keeping people healthy and preventing the spread of the coronavirus, because again, if once the tournament gets underway, once the playoffs get underway, you know, Islanders are playing the Florida Panthers. If three or four players on either team uh, test positive, players on both teams are obviously at risk, and you really have a whole lot of questions. Now, one question that the Islanders are going to be asking, what line combinations will Barry Trotz use in the playoffs? And there are, realistically, a lot of choices out there. Trotz could insert a guy like Kiefer Bellows or Oliver Wallstrom, and we talked about this a couple of days ago a little bit, into the lineup to add more scoring punch, to add more physicality. Uh, that is a definite possibility. And the Islanders need to figure out a way to get more production from their third line. That's something that's plagued them all year. It's the reason that they acquired Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So, you know, how do you go about doing that? There are players out there that we know have very good chemistry with each other. Josh Bailey and Anders Lee, for example. Do you keep them together because they've played well together in the past? What about Barzal and Beauvillier, uh, the B&B boys? They, they've always played 
well together? Do you keep them together? Uh, or do you go back to what worked during the 17-game point streak in October and November and move Derek Brassard to the second line? Or, if he doesn't have a good camp, does Derek Brassard remain in the lineup at all and you move in a Bellows or a Wallstrom to take his place? There are so many different options, and we went over that 31-man roster that the Islanders, a 30, you know, 30-plus-man roster that the Islanders have right now to choose from. I would tend to think that Trotz is going to combine those two factors. You want certain guys who have chemistry and familiarity with other players, but I think he will insert at least one wild card in there at forward to try to increase the scoring, especially in the bottom six. Look, the fourth line you would figure is set. You got to figure that Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, assuming they're all healthy and ready to go, are your fourth line, your energy line. And then Pajot will be centering the third line. Um, you know, you have Broussard there. Uh, do you add a guy like Wallstrom or like Bellows to add some physicality uh, and, and, and sniping ability to that line? Uh, or do you stick with, you know, some of the third liners that you've had before? Leo Kamara, for example. Uh, does he step into that third line and, and play there? So many questions to be answered. Uh, and then, of course, there is the goaltending situation. And we talked about that. The numbers are fairly even. The save percentage, Varlamov 914, Grice 913. The goals against average... 2.62 for Varlamov, 2.74 for Grice. But then the one loss record, yeah, you know, Varlamov had slightly better statistics uh, as far as the goals against and, you know, the save percentage roughly even. But Grice was 16-9-4 this season. Varlamov, 19-14-6. So, you know, they seem to play better in front of Grice or produce more for Grice even though Varlamov had a slight edge statistically. So we'll see what Trotz decides to do. I think Varlamov will most likely be the starter in game one, but a lot of it will depend on how the two goalies play during training camp and in preparation. And I think the other thing that we will definitely see is that there will be a short hook. Neither goalie can expect to start in game, you know, in the next game, let's say, if they are absolutely horrible in the game that they're in now. So, you know, if Varlamov starts game one and gives up four goals in the first period, he may not finish game one and he may not start game two. I, I think in a best of five short series, the goaltending has to be good and we will see most likely a short hook for whoever it is that gets the start. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the game of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we are one day closer to the resumption of hockey, now just two and a half weeks away. And, of course, let's go Islanders. <laughs>